Welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks. This is a podcast that invites you to remember who you are, return to yourself, and rise into your highest and best soul self. Every week, I will be sharing inspiring conversations about topics that hold keys to your awakening. My mission as an international evidential psychic medium, Reiki practitioner, and intuitive mentor is to help you rise into who you were born to be. Enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and today we have a special guest come on. We have my friend, Nikki, um, and Nikki is someone that came into my life maybe about three-ish years ago, I feel, um, and she came into my life through I, I feel it was a mediumship demonstration. We will get into this, but this is how I met Nikki. She's been a client of mine off and on. Um, I've uh, connected with some of her family members as well. And we've become, you know, I would say friends. We chat outside of, you know, this work and, and we chat and share things about our lives. So we had this conversation a couple weeks ago, kind of about the idea of faith, religion, spirituality, like, um, the, the how for me, I just don't understand why we can't all just accept everybody's beliefs, like this big umbrella. Um, like, why does it have to be black, so black and white when it comes to things like this? And this is something that we'll talk about over time. I do just want to preface to say that this podcast is not to say one thing is right or wrong. It's just to open up a dialogue and have a conversation from different points of views. Um, and I feel like a lot of the listeners will resonate with what we're going to talk about today, Nikki, because this idea of like spirituality and religion potentially overlapping comes up a lot in my client sessions with the clients that reach out to me and that I end up working with. Um, and so I think it's like a really important um, thing to talk about right now with where we're at in society. Um, so let's hear a little bit about you, Nikki, before we get into this. Tell the audience who you are. Um, I'm Nikki. I'm, You're Nikki. <laughs> good I, answer. I grew up in the Niagara region, moved to mm -hmm. Toronto 10, a little bit more than 10 years ago with my husband. Um, mm -hmm. So we've been here in Toronto. We have two kids mm -hmm. and I'm a chef. Mm -hmm. I've tried very hard not to be one, but as we know, <laughs> as we know, Amy, that's not how it all worked out. So, um, yeah, that's that's it. I'm just I'm excited to be here and have this conversation. But Me too. Thank you so much for you know willing to come on and have this conversation. We were kind of talking about like I don't know why it's controversial, but it is. And yeah. I think it's just because you and I are quite open-minded mm -hmm. about the topic. Um, you know, looking being able to look at both sides and seeing truths in both. But we come from different kind of backgrounds. Yes. So for me, you know, I was not raised in the church. I never went to church growing up. Um, once I met my husband, I remember on our first date, <laughs> it was a very in-depth first date. We ended up talking about things like this. Um, you know, like he, we asked each other deep, deep questions. And one of the questions he asked me was about faith and religion. And if I would be open to raising potential children with religion. And at that time, it was really important to him to do that. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, you know, it wasn't part of my life. But I said, okay, you know, I'd be willing to think about that. And so, you know, we did send our children to Sunday school. And we did, 
um, you know, go to, uh, what's it called uh, in the summer? Bible camp. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> is that the cat again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nikki's cat is acting a little crazy, but that always happens when I get together with someone uh, and we talk about energy or we're both kind of like energy sensitive folk. The animals go crazy in the background. I don't know what it is. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your background, sure. uh, your formative years. So you did grow up with a religious background. Is yeah, that correct? In, a, in an interesting way, because I think a lot of the people who grew up in a religious household is yeah. they went to church and they did the things because their parents were like, you got to go. Um, and for me, it was more like, do you want to go? Mm. You make the choice, right? So I, my grandparents would be like, we'll pick you up if you want to go to Sunday school. And I was like, my friends are there. Yeah, I want to go. Right. So I would go because I had friends there. Um, and then as I got older, when I was... 12 my dad died mm -hmm. and then I remember it was so that was like in May my dad died so like in the September going back to school friends again were like we're going to youth group do you want to come with us and I was like I get to hang out with you at school and after school mm -hmm. let's go sign me up so then I started going to youth group um yeah when I was probably in grade grade eight and then that continued to go to youth group throughout high school. And then I was going to like um, Bible camp every summer and was re like really like really active in youth group and in church. And I went to New Orleans. I went on a missions trip when I was in grade 12, two weeks. Mm -hmm. So then we were like, that was part of just like, but all of, all of the choices I made were mine. Right. So all of the, 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 the faith that was being built was really something that I was choosing to believe in you wanted and not based on any adult saying you need to believe this because this is what our, our family believes. Mm. Um, and then, and then I went to college to cook. And then after yeah. college, I was like, I don't know if I want to cook right yet. So then I went to Bible college. I was there for, I just did like a, like a one year program, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I went for the first semester and then I was like, no, I need to cook. So then I stayed on campus and I lived with my friends, but mm -hmm. I was still cooking. But then I moved out off of campus into apartments and all of my friends that I was living with and all of my roommates and then friends that I had were all in Bible college. So I was constant from when I was young, constantly surrounded by friends and some mm -hmm. family, but mostly friends that had a really strong um, faith and belief. And that mm -hmm. was kind of like, and then it's continued as an adult, which is mm -hmm. wherever I go, God's like, here's some people for you that also believe what you believe and right. has surrounded me. With those people. Right. Yeah. Wow. That's really interesting. But so like, interesting. Very. Um, so, okay. So it seems like, you know, this was a choice. This was something that you were yearning for and wanting to learn more about. Um, do you think because I know this might be a question that's hard to answer, but because there was a choice in your like, rather than it being forced on you, do you think that has created some open mindedness about it too? Like it wasn't something that was like, you have to do this. It's like, yeah, I'm choosing it, it, to do this. It wasn't, I didn't have to believe a specific way. And I right. think, like, yeah. I can use, like uh, my husband, for example, his family grew up in a very Catholic church setting, right. but like you all believe the specific way 
with yes. these specific rules where I, yeah, I, it, it wasn't was like that more for open me. Was, for you. It was very like, I got to not choose. Yeah. I guess choose what I wanted to believe, but like how I believed it. And then, um, having the space mm-hmm. for me to kind of explore the boundaries and how I wanted to believe was yeah. available to me. Yeah. 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 I, as you were speaking and you were saying that, cause I didn't know about that about you. Like I knew that you had grown up, um, you know, re- in religion, going to church and to Bible school and all that stuff. But I didn't know that it wasn't something that you kind of were, um, like I didn't know there was a choice is what I'm, is what I'm meaning yeah. to say. So that's really cool. Yeah, and I, I do see how that could maybe foster a little bit of, Hmm, I can believe what I want to believe, how I want to believe it. Yes. Yeah, I can definitely more openness see that. And more, yes. a lot more openness, a lot more mm-hmm. like, you know, yes, this is, yes, the Bible does say some very specific things about what we should believe. Right. But like, believing that God fits into this little circle is really hard for me to do. I think that mm-hmm. it's, it's bigger than what we can ever yeah. grasp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So then how did, so I, I mentioned in the beginning that we had connected, uh, through my, I did a, a live mediumship demonstration. I feel like this was kind of the beginning of like lockdown, um, early 2020. Yeah. January uh, yeah. Sure. It was around that time. So it wasn't even locked down yet, but no. it was, it was getting to be that time. That might've been one of my first then, because I only started doing mediumship demonstrations in like January of 2020. So how did that come about? Like, how did you find me there? Like, what led you to even being open to watching a mediumship demonstration? I don't know how it happened. I was thinking about it. It was weird because it was the end of 2019 when I started noticing numbers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why do I keep seeing these numbers? And like, why all of a sudden am I paying attention to them? Why am I seeing them? Mm-hmm. What is going on? And biblically speaking, a lot of people are like signs and numbers and that kind of stuff is kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Even though in the Bible, there's some very specific instances of people mm-hmm. saying, God, give me a sign. I want a right. sign in this specific way. And God being like, okay, here's your sign, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, weird these numbers that I keep Mm -hmm. seeing. And then someone posted on Instagram. It must've been a something that you would posted and they shared. And I was like, "Hmm, that would be really interesting to maybe explore that. And like, Mm -hmm. I'm one of those people. I always watched Teresa Caputo. Right. Right. I'd yeah. always watch like back on TLC, my mom would watch it and, and I'd be like, that's interesting that she can connect to people who have passed away. And, and that's, I think that's where the interest really peaked because of my dad, right? Passing. Mm-hmm. passing when I was 12 and then my stepdad when I was 24. Mm-hmm. So then I was like, well, I think, I think that when, as a child, when you have a, an, a parent that dies, the way you grieve is so vastly different than how you grieve as an adult, right? Mm-hmm. And even like grieving as a child and then grieving as a young adult when I was 24, your brain still isn't completely developed, right? Mm-hmm. How you grieve and how you process things is still kind of weird. So then I get to this point where I'm like, you know, late 30s where I've grieved as a child, I've grieved as a young adult, but I feel like there's something missing. Yeah. 
So that was happening in my brain, along with all the numbers, along with, I think her name is Alex, I'm pretty sure, she posting something about you, and all this like kind of coming together and being like, okay, I think this is something I need to explore. I need mm -hmm. to see. And I felt like Alex is, is someone who I followed on Instagram and Twitter for a very long time and trusting and discerning that she wouldn't share something about someone that wasn't good, wasn't okay, mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. wasn't a medium that was doing like the cold readings, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I feel like this is, this is what, where I need to go next. Mm -hmm. So then I followed you. I followed you on Facebook too. I must have to be able to be a part of that, yeah. mm -hmm. that reading. And it all kind of was like between grief and needing to process things. And as an adult, it all just kind of like came together all at once. Mm -hmm. yeah. A true example of following the breadcrumbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like, you know, God, um, universe, the so source, you know, will send us people on our path, experiences, opportunities on our path at exactly the right, the right time we need it. Right. So maybe it's just like this exploration and I'm curious about this and I want to see what this is about. And then it's like, insert Amy. Right. Well, um, and, and you've always said that, right. When mm -hmm. I've said to you, there's people that I know that I think could really use your gift to connect with the lost one. And you're like, yes, I agree, but they might not be ready. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, at I think at that point I was really ready to like mm -hmm connect to whatever I needed to connect to. Yeah. You have to be ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I don't believe in cold readings or, yeah. you know, um, if, if somebody's kind of like, I don't know. And I'm just like, you know what, this might not be the right time. Like yeah. it's really important. Yeah. You, have to, it, you have to be ready. Yeah. 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 You have to be ready. And I think it's important. Oh, um, <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so that's how it entered. So you always had kind of an interest and then it seemed like the right place at the right time and everything. Yeah. Well, cause I'm, I mean, come on, like as a child, your dad dies and you're like, it's weird to grieve and to be like, to know that they've died. But mm -hmm. like as a kid, your brain doesn't like process things the same way. Right. Yeah. It's weird. So I think that at one point I was like, I need proof. Right. And that's, that's what happened when I finally started following you. I'm like, okay, let's just figure this stuff out. Let's, and then if, if it's nothing, it's nothing. Right. If Amy yeah. isn't, isn't able to connect anything, then I've tried that and I know that it doesn't work and that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. yeah. I move on to the next thing. Right. Right. But it was yeah. something that needed to be explored for sure. Amazing. And, yeah. and, and, you know, that was right around the time, like I started, I launched my business in March of 2019 and, and we all, those of you who have listened to the podcast know that I didn't do anything kind of like publicly or, mm -hmm. you know, video wise, it was very behind the scenes, like email messenger, um, kind of, e um, readings. And that was because I was working through fear yes. of being seen and judged and crucified by the public. Right. Like I really had to work through that and it was in January of 2020. So it seems like we were kind of going through the similar <laughs> process at the same time yeah but you know what like the only way to move through this is to move through this and I just have to trust in myself in my connection to spirit and God and source that I will be protected yes. um, and that the people that are meant to be reached will be reached yes. um, and that's that's all I can do and so 
that's when I took that leap. And I, I imagine you're probably on that like very first one I ever did. Maybe I think so. I think Isn't so. that crazy? Just like it was January. Like, yeah. 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 That was around the time that the first one ever happened. Yeah. So I don't often remember, like I don't hold everybody's reading in my mind because right. I'm channeling. Right. So it's not yeah. like my brain is um, creating a memory, but sometimes things do kind of stick with me, especially if there's something I can relate to or is very similar and connecting to you. I feel like it was, I feel like your mom was there that time too. Maybe I can't remember. Maybe I, it was a later I, one. It was, hers was late. I think I, this first one, it was just me on my own and then okay. connected to my dad. Right. My Nana. Yes. More, I think my Nana first, but my dad. And mm-hmm. then I remember I sent it to my mom and my sister and I was like, you won't believe this. <laughs> you won't believe it. You won't and believe so, it. Were they open to the oh, idea of it? I, my sister, my sister was immediately. And right. then and my mom, I think like, because she watched, you know, Teresa mediums, she yeah. medium stuff. Um, that she was like, I mean, after they listened to what you said, there was like, you, there's, you can't not believe it. Yeah. So like for listeners, like when I would do these Facebook meet, like demonstrations and sometimes I don't do them so much on Facebook anymore because there are so many trolls over there. Um, but I, I, it's funny because recently I've been thinking about just going, well, you know, screw that. And I still need to reach those people. So I'm thinking about doing some more of those, but you know, I'll do them on Instagram. Sometimes I'll do them on zoom by invite. And the thing is, well, on zoom, I can see who's there, but when we're doing it on Facebook or Instagram, I don't know who's watching me. I just see in the corner like 88 people, you know, but I don't know who they are. So I'm just sitting there looking at myself, (laughs) connecting to spirit and setting my intention to connect to someone that is connected to who's here. Um, So it's a huge leap of faith for a medium to do that, right? And there's no way, you know, when people are like, oh, she Googled you before. She's reading your body language. It's like, I'm not seeing you. I don't know you're here. It's giving me goosebumps right now. No, me too. I Nothing. No, No, (laughs) you didn't know who I was. You didn't know. And I think that was, I think a lot of that was you saying, can you just respond so I know whether like I'm on the right path? Like there was a mm-hmm. lot of like wanting that, like, like wanting, um, like the connection, right. Mm-hmm. But not being able to see us. Yeah. No, you mm-hmm. saw no, no, there was no, it was just a lot of typing at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but you did you, yeah. My, cause mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, you talked definitely my Nana and, it, yeah, and definitely my dad, like right mm-hmm. immediately. I think that was one of the first, when you did the reading, you didn't read many people that night. I think it was only a few of us yeah, because it was so difficult because we had to type, we weren't talking. Um, so it took some time, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes when you're doing a live demonstration, whether it's like online or, you know, in a event center, like when, if you go see like Tyler Henry or Ter- Teresa Caputo, yes. that that's a mediumship demonstration too, in the sense that like, it's not a booked reading where like, you know, you're getting one. It's like, we go where spirit takes us. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing, but virtually. Right. Yes. Um, but yeah, you, you, I, I trust though, that like who comes through in spirit 
whether or not it's like for you and you know it's for you because I get really specific, even if you're like, oh, but like this is similar to me too and this is similar. Like I feel like spirit is so intelligent that they'll be like, okay, there's a lot of daughters here <laughs> that have dads in spirit, right? So it's like you can take a message. That happened at your last reading. You did on Zoom. The, the one that where you at the end where you talked about your Nana, that one when we were all there at a one point, there was at least four of us. So we're all like, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, because it yeah. was all very similar situations. Yeah. And then it got more specific. Yeah. So we knew exactly who it was. Yeah. But yeah, Spirit will do that too, right? So that the, the collective, the group will be like, oh, you know, yes. um, even though Amy didn't like single me out, I know that that was a hug from my dad or my yeah. grandma. Yeah. yeah. So have you had any challenges now that you're like open to this you've had the experience it sounds as if you believe that mm -hmm. that the ability to connect to those who have transitioned to the spirit world is possible there's a belief there through right. your experiences yeah have you had any challenges in your own life or like with uh, acquaintances or friends or what have you where you feel like you can't tell that to them or has anybody ever been like oh you know, like when you've expressed something to someone about this? It varies, right? Yeah. I have a sibling who's like, this, no. No way. This mm -hmm. is a big no. I don't, like, don't talk to me about it. I don't believe it. Mm -hmm. um, and then other friends who are like, because of my Bible-believing beliefs that specifically say that mediums are a big no, there's no way that what you are, what you're doing is good. Right. And that's, that seems to be the challenge. Like the Bible says this. So how can what she, what Amy or any other medium is doing be okay? Be okay. And that's, it's hard because there's very specific instances, biblically speaking, where they're like, where they talk about mediums. Mm -hmm. um, and God's like, like, don't mess around with that. But I think that that's when it comes down to discernment. Yeah. And understanding between what the Bible, yes, is specifically saying versus what you are actually doing, right? I think in the Bible, it says, like, in the, the word medium that they're using is a person is, like, actually possessed by a spirit. Right. And is talking. Whereas that's not what you do. That's not what I'm doing. No. And, you, and you are so clear, I think, constantly through all of your messaging to be, to make it like as, as clear as possible for everyone to understand that you set such, such strict boundaries with spirit and with the spirit world being like, this is what I am doing and everything else is not happening. Not welcome here. Right. So mm -hmm. I think that's where this conversation is important because, because of how you communicate with, people who have passed on versus in the Bible where people were possessed is right by spirit. Yeah. And no, it's not the same thing. No, no. <laughs> no. And it doesn't help that, you know, like I, I, people like Teresa Caputo, like I think she is a genuine medium. I think she is extremely talented, but she is on, you know, a, a, a TV show. Right. So I feel like there is a level of entertainment to some things. Right. Right. And that, 
does a little bit of a disservice to people like me. Like this is my vocation. It's not a hobby. Right. Um, it's, it's not entertainment for me. It's, right. it's very much a healing modality. For sure. um, so there's, there's so many misconceptions just in general. Like you have to think of like the archetype of like, say the witch, I'm going to do a whole episode on this closer to Halloween, but like yes. the archetype to a witch or the archetype of a psychic and what's kind of been ingrained in our collective like understanding. Yeah. And belief system of what, like a charlatan, you know, or like, Ooh, you know, um, and then there's, and there are people, there are people that are like that, that, that do this work. Yes, there are, but there are people that are very different. Um, for me, this is like more like therapy <laughs> with a twist. It's like therapy with like a little bit of like support from the spirit world, a lot of support from the yeah. spirit world. Mm -hmm. No, it's, it's yeah. I, I agree with you. And I think that, I think that, Oh my goodness. Yes. I think your all of your conversations you've had in the past, like couple of months about grief in general is like a, it is, it's like you are counseling people through their grief, right. Mm -hmm. With the help of this, of the spirit world who, and their, and their loved ones who have passed on that you then can bring in and, and, um, and you can connect to them, not be possessed by them, but to connect no. to them. But I think that, I think that the most important, thing is that the people understanding the boundaries that you set yes to the spirit to any spirit part of the spirit world that you connect with absolutely and how specific you are with what mm -hmm. is okay and what you are definitely not okay with and that um yeah you're you make you make those boundaries very clear to us when you talk to us but I think even more so as you are connecting yeah I didn't realize like, cause that's something that I don't like consciously, like it's something that just kind of comes out of me that I say, and I've really kind of built the framework of my reputation and my business around it, but it's not something I sat down and was like, must, you know, convey the importance of this. It just is inherently yeah. me. And, yeah. um, I think people can feel that. Um, yeah. And I you think can feel it because it is inherently you and because of the place where you come from that it, it it's good right and that you've yeah. made it very clear that like the possession the other evil nonsense that is often connected with mediums you are mm -hmm. like I'm not any part of that and I will never it ain't me yeah. it ain't me that's not me yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I've, you know, the spirit world, um, has definitely kind of reinforced this with me because that's like where the fear of judgment and things come from me. Like when I really sit down and I dissect like my procrastination or why I don't do certain things and why I'm nervous of, you know, moving forward a little bit sometimes with what I want to do and what I want to offer, it comes down to that feeling of judgment or persecution yes. um, of people not understanding, but you know, God source, the universe has said multiple times, Amy, you have to, you have to show them like, otherwise they're going to assume, right? Yes. You, you just have to, and the people that will get you will like Nikki will yes. get, will be able to see your light and be like, yeah, she's cool. She's cool yes. with me. Yes. And anybody who's not ready for that, or that's not a part of their journey in this lifetime, that's okay too. Right. Yeah. But in, in order to even find those people, I have to do the thing. Yes. I feel like it's, yeah. weird. it's a weird analogy, but it's kind of like when you're trying new food, right? You can't just say, I don't like watermelon and never taste it. <laughs> yeah. You have to have it and, and taste it 
and then be like, yeah, no, I don't, I know that I don't like this, right? I think that experiencing a mediumship reading is very similar, right? It's, I understand why people are hesitant because it's, because of the misconceptions, because of the thousands of years of, of persecution, right? Of people being yeah. like, these people are bad, mm-hmm. right? But then once you, what, whether you're there watching you do the reading or experiencing yourself, it's your opinion can then be formed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a matter of doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Taste the watermelon and like experience Taste Amy it. before you form it. an opinion. Mm-hmm. I think that's oh, important. I love this. So yeah, so there has been some challenges. It's interesting. Yeah, co- yeah, yeah. yeah this conversation that we've had um, that spurred the idea to come on and talk about this um, came about because I received a comment on a YouTube, um, an, an episode of this yeah. podcast. Um, it's not my first. It certainly won't be my last, but from someone who was kind of outraged, you know, that... Um, I do what I do, or I'm helping other people learn to empower themselves. I think the actual comment was around manifestation. So the person had said, like, you're not God, you can't manifest, right? right? Um, and so this spurred on a conversation in my Instagram stories about this and me genuinely just kind of going, I don't understand, you know, like, I just genuinely don't understand. Because they don't know you. They right? don't know and, me. And to judge I, you based on nothing based on really not knowing you at all. It's not, it's not fair. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I, there had been another comment like a, a month or so before that, where somebody was like literally quoting verses from the Bible and things like this. And, and I, I had responded and I said, just, just a question. Um, did you like even listen to this podcast? And they're like, no, you just came up in my suggested, um, things. I'm like, huh, okay. Anyways, we ended up having a conversation. I'm learning that my reactions to things like this aren't as like, I'm not taking it personally really anymore, which is a sign of growth because this would have made me cry probably a couple of years ago. Um, but now I'm just like, interesting. Let's have a conversation. So we're having a conversation back and forth with these YouTube comments. And this person actually said, you know what? Like, I realized this was kind of like a crash course. Like I, I definitely shouldn't have said what I said. I was triggered by something and I apologize for that. I actually don't know who you are at all. Mm-hmm. I just really want you to go to heaven. And I was like, thank you for that. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was it. And I remember thinking to myself, well, that was really, that gave me a lot of hope because this person literally apologized to me. Um, still stood firm in their beliefs and I stood firm in mine, but we were able to have a conversation, an intelligent conversation. Nobody was pointing fingers at anyone. And it was like, wish you well, take good care. And I was like, ah, that's a lot more of that. Right. Yeah. Like, that's what I want that to be. It's like, this is not about like religion is, is bad or mediumship is bad. It's like, they're, they're, they're different. And we feel different. Maybe people feel differently. And like, that's okay. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And I, I feel like this should be more of a conversation. I know my intentions. I know the people I work with um, know my intentions and that's yes. really all I need. So I guess the message here is if you like are someone listening who is a budding psychic or intuitive or whatever it is you're doing you're interested in this, but you have a religious background or you're fearful of what people will think, 
you know, I think it's important that you discern with yourself, mm -hmm. you stay aligned with yourself. And if it's showing up for you, it's something to explore. Yes. And just be open to the exploration and, and don't get so far ahead of yourself thinking like, you know, what's going to happen from it. Just step by step. Yeah. Right. Let, let's think, see what happens. I think that as we are given, like everyone is given it, like in, in, in your belief with God, as like spiritual gifts, right? They're mm -hmm. given, there's so many of them, leadership. Yeah, let's talk and, about that. Right? And, yeah. but I think that, I don't know. I can't, like, I can't imagine, I can't imagine God giving you this gift of mediumship and someone being like, no, it's, it's just, it's bad. Yeah. Like, it's really hard for me to understand why just because, just because we have been told that something isn't specifically a spiritual gift, that it can't be. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't imagine you doing what you do and it not being something that God has given you the ability to do. I agree, you know, and I, yeah. And that's something that I've had to move through and move through limiting self-beliefs and knowing that that's my truth and that's what I believe. And I have shared with you, I know I have that, you know, although I wasn't raised with religion and church, it's something that I always kind of yearned for, you know, like, like my husband was like you in the sense that he was given a choice. His mother always went to church. His grandmother always went to church, but him and his sister were given the choice. Like you wait until you're, you know, when you want to make the choice, if this yeah. is what you want to do versus not. Um, we um, got married, you know, with, um, with the pastor, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And we went to um, marriage, like ready ship course through the church. We took our kids to Sunday school and I was always yearning for that connection and, and I'd go to church and like, I would often be moved to tears just with the collective energy of like when they sing and it's like, oh, I'll just be there like bawling, but I never got what I wanted. Like I never felt what I needed. And I can honestly say that like doing this work and connecting to what I feel is God. Yes. Has made me believe in God. Yeah. Right. And like, I, I don't know how that can be wrong. <laughs> You know, like being yes. tapped into myself and connecting to myself and connecting to spirit has made me know that there's a creator without like, without like, it's absolutely with no doubt. Yeah. Whereas five years ago, I've been like, mm, no, no, there's nothing. We die. And you know, yeah. that's it. It's totally changed my life. And now I feel that I feel that closeness and I feel like, you know, I feel like a lot of us you know, we go to church and we're meant to be more like God, right? To live our life like that. Is that not what we're meant to do, right? What would Jesus do, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. And for me, I'm like, now that I'm doing this work and I'm connected to myself, like I feel like my intuitive voice is connected to the voice of God. Yeah. Right? Like I feel like that's why we have an intuition and a gut feeling. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I, yes. You agree. Yeah. So yeah. for me, I'm like, I feel more connected to that God energy because I'm listening to my intuitive self. Yeah. And, and but what, was it something that you and I had read? And I'm trying to, I, I don't know if it was in Florence, Florence. Shin. If it was in her book. But about like, yes, your intuition is basically the voice of God. 
guide yeah, me. Yeah, it might be in that. I think it, yeah. I, I tried to reread the beginning again when I was reading through it last week. Um, but I, I've always had like through, through like as I got older and as I realized I had a voice, an intuition in my head to listen to, I was just like, it's God. He's talking to me, obviously. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. he be talking to me? Right. And then as I've worked through my faith, I, yes, I continue to believe that it is God, mm-hmm. but as I've, as I've matured, I've been like, this is my intuition. The need to connect to it and the need to listen to it has become even greater. And to understand mm-hmm. that it is guiding me and mm-hmm. it is giving me breadcrumbs for a purpose, right? Yes. Because there's a place, there's something that needs to happen. So I need to listen to it. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, I think that we can call it our intuition. We can call it God, the Holy Spirit, like whatever it is. It's the yep. same thing. <laughs> for me right? too. For me too. It, yeah. it really truly is. For yeah. me, it, it really is. Um, do you believe, you personally, your personal opinion in your life, do you believe that prayer and manifestation are kind of sort of the same thing? I mean, Depending on the person's intentions with their manifestation, maybe. Well, I think that's what all intention is. Like it, when, we're, when I was talking to you about intention, like, yeah. Why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you connecting to people who have, who have passed on? What is your intention? What's right? your intention? Good. It's to help yeah. you heal, right? Yes. That's what it really boils down to. But I think like with prayer, for my specific religion, when, I'm, when you're praying, you're talking to God, right? Whether you are being thankful for the things, for, for anything, or you're asking for things, or you're just like being with God, right? Mm-hmm. In prayer. When mm-hmm. it's just like, um, yeah, just being there, right, yeah. and praying. It's not about for any specific purpose. It's just being in it. Um, but I think that, I think that with both prayer and with both manifesting, we are like asking for things, mm-hmm. right? And God says quite a bit, like, "Tell me what you need. Mm-hmm. I want to hear it. I want to hear specifically what you want." And I think manifesting is, is that specifically asking for what we want. Yeah. And being open to follow the signs, the breadcrumbs, so to speak, to lead you to where, where we're supposed to go, where you're supposed to go. Yeah. yeah intention. I, you know, that I say intention is everything. It is. Right. And that, and your discernment will tell you that. So, yeah, you know, it, your discernment is, this is for me. Am I ready for this? If so, who is the right person to do that work for me? Like, that's so important. There's yeah. a whole spiel on my website about that, like in my FAQs, literally about, I might not be the right person for you, yes. might be someone else. Yes. Um, Make sure that I feel right for you, yes. you know, like use your discernment, because I'm here to empower you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and the archetype type of the psychic is to disempower you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the opposite. Um, So let's talk about how, if at all, your intuitive or spiritual practices or like just open-mindedness about your experiences Mm -hmm. with tapping into your own intuitive voice or manifesting or having a reading or whatever has enriched your life if at all. Okay. So I think that if I, so if I go back and I can see, I've always been able to pick it because so there's many verses where they're like, 
you know, acknowledge and acknowledge God in, in whatever you're doing and he will point you in the right paths. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've always had that like mindset of like, I'm going to acknowledge God and all the things that I do and pray through all mm -hmm. like, in, in all the places where I am and what I'm doing and know that wherever I'm going next, there's a reason why I'm going there. Right. Mm -hmm. And I can see the things that in my past that have happened to bring me to the places where I've been. And I've, prayed and I've listened and I've waited to see where I'm supposed to be going. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I feel like, I feel like with the readings that I've done with you, it's like, it's like extra bonuses, like extra mm -hmm. bonus bits from God being like, you follow the breadcrumbs. You've, you've listened to me. But now there's a new way I'm going to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use uh. these people to bring breadcrumbs to you, but it's going to be in a way that you've never experienced before. Mm -hmm. So that's when the, like with the readings with you, the first one with my dad was just like kind of, kind of introductory. Right. But I feel like the breadcrumbs really started when I did the podcast with you and Aaron. Right. So that was on my, the other podcast that I co-host with Aaron soul mm -hmm. rising. And that was, I feel like 2022 or was it 2021? I don't even know. Um, it was July, 2022. Okay. So it's over a year ago, yep. a year and a bit ago. Yes. Yeah. You won a reading with mm -hmm. us. And we did a, yeah, this is a great segue to something that we were talking about in the DMs before the, the chat here. Yeah. So Nikki, came, Nikki was a winner, random winner. Yeah. Um, and she came on live on the podcast and which was so brave of you to do. Not everybody would want to do that. Um, and, and, and had a reading like two, it was like two episodes worth of reading. It was, yeah, it was long, a lot. It was a lot of stuff because yeah, Aaron and I are both kind of in depth, um, so <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that came through. There was a lot, uh, of, a lot of information between, like, yeah. from my dad, from my Nana, from yeah. my stepdad. stepdad. There was a lot of stuff that was like given to my mom and for my sister and for my brother. But I think that like the wild, the wild breadcrumbs really dropped through when you were like, your Nana is saying that you need to paint your kitchen green. I literally wrote this down. Green kitchen. Yeah. I have it in my notes too. It's in, it's in my, and yep. I was like, what in the world? And you were like, you're, you're going to cook. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> she was telling me Nikki's going to work again. So you used to like be a professional chef, right? Yeah, and then you yeah. kind of stepped away from it because it was stressful. It's stressful. And I have it was... kids and it's just like, it's not a conducive job to like raise a family and to mm -hmm. do in a kitchen, in a restaurant, you work 14 hours a day. Like yeah. you don't see your family. You don't have a yeah. life. You mm -hmm. are living a bubble of cooking and that's it. So, but it also, it also, it was a thing like you stepped away from it because it was stressful and wasn't overly conducive with your life at the point, but it sounds like it was still a bit of a vocation or a passion for you because in earlier, you even talked about how you decided not to do cooking, to do the Bible. And then you came back to cooking, right? So it's no. always been in your life. No matter how hard I try not to cook, it keeps coming back. It keeps and, coming back. And that, like, and the people who are around me, like my really close friends are always like, how come you're not cooking? 
Yeah. I didn't know that about you, right? Because I didn't have like a personal relationship with you. And I was like, your grandmother's saying you're going to, you should paint your kitchen green. And that was weird because your sister had already like had painted her kitchen or had green paint and was going to give you the leftovers. Green like months before. Right. Yeah. Which is crazy. And then she was like, Nikki is going to be working with food again professionally. And you were like, heck no, grandma. Sorry. Like not doing that. And I was like, I'm I'm sorry, but she's like adamant. This is what she's saying to me. Right. And, and then what happened? Well, in like, yeah, (laughs) I laughed. Like if we go back and read and watch that podcast, I am laughing through a lot of it. Because you're like, this is ludicrous. (laughs) And what I'd been doing is working with families, like, and doing a little bit of cooking, but like really helping keeping their lives organized. Mm -hmm. That's what I was doing. And I was like, I love this. I get to go and organize someone's life. Let me like, I love it so much. I'm like, no, I don't need to cook. I'm good. Um, so that was in January. We had we did the podca- podcast in September. Or was it July? Oh, sorry, it's July. Yeah, July, July we did the, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Um, and so then it was like August, September, early September. I was, that's when Cardinals started showing up. Mm-hmm. That's when like numbers were like crazy. I'm like, what is happening right now? And I was on my phone the one day, it was like Saturday morning and someone had posted about going, about casting for a cooking show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why the heck not? I can do, like, I could submit pictures. I can do all these things. Let's go for it. And in my casting um, self-tape video, I, the, like the thing that I talked <laughs> about was painting my green. And I was like, this is so weird. They're going to be like, who's this weirdo talking about a medium telling her to paint a kitchen green but I was like I'm gonna talk about this this is this is fun this is weird but you know yeah it will make me maybe stand out or get some attention plus it's true that was the first breadcrumb (laughs) it was the first one and then that was early September by in middle of November we taped the show isn't that crazy and I and as we're taping the show and as I'm cooking against these two chefs who are like really good really really good chefs like accolades accolades and I'm cooking and competing against them cooking just as well as them I'm like Mm -hmm. okay yeah okay maybe I should cook (laughs) so then so then like just like my life was kind of like and things kept happening to the point where I was like I'm gonna cook I'm gonna do it because i I have no other choice at this point. <laughs> Everything is pointing in that direction. So then I did like a little dinner club um, with some families once a week. And then I joined cooking and now I'm, I have like a restaurant, like essentially in my kitchen, in my house where people can work. Right. So it's cooking like K- C-O-O-K-I-N. Yeah. Like it's a little, in, in it's, it's an app in Toronto and the GTA and it's just right. like the dishes or Uber Eats where you go, you download the app, you input your address and it tells you what restaurants are available to you and you can order when they're open or you can place a pre-order ahead of time, which mm-hmm. is nice for the chefs because especially when you're cooking in your own kitchen, if you can be as prepared as possible, it makes everything easier because you don't have a cool kitchen at your disposal, right? right? You only have mm-hmm. some space, but yeah. And now people can order my food. I just launched a new menu, which is going to, Thursday will be my first day cooking it. 
So. It looks incredible. I do not live in the GTA. If I did, I definitely would be a regular. Um, but yeah, when I see you post on your Instagram, so your Instagram is pantry-ish. Pantry-ish. Right? Yeah. Like a pantry and then an ish on the end. Yeah. So everybody, oh, we'll put that in the show notes so you can go ahead and support Nikki and, and give her a uh, a follow, see what she's up to. And if you're in the GTA, you can support Order. her. Yeah. Order. Yeah. Try it out. But like the videos you post of the food is like, oh my God. Yeah. Next it's, level. It's so cool. beautiful. I feel like it's like a nice compromise. It's such a compromise because you're not working in like a, well, a busy kitchen. You are, it's in your own house, but yeah. You can, there's some controllables there too. Yeah, I can right? shift when I want to work. I cannot work when I, like I can, you know, this weekend is Thanksgiving and I can go and enjoy Thanksgiving with my family. And not have to worry about like finding somebody to cover your shift yeah. or yeah, working through it. Friday, Saturday, like a restaurant, I'm open and people can order from me. And there's so many other really good chefs too that have like, there's, there's a lot of really, really talented people, but not everyone has the financial capacity to open a restaurant too, right? Absolutely. Well, it's like yeah. really con like a good compromise for me as a mom. I can take my kids to school. I can be at home prep during the day. At night, I can open the restaurant, but I don't have to open a restaurant. So Yeah, that's amazing. Following those bread all, led me there. All because <laughs> your grandma said, paint your kitchen green. <laughs> Why? Yeah. And be open to, you know, working with food professionally again, because the feeling she gave me when I was connecting to her that day was like, this is Nikki's vocation. Like, this is your vocation, Amy, and this is Nikki's vocation. Right. And so it's going to keep showing up and showing up until yeah. she, she yeah. has, she's empowered to know that she can make this work for her. Like she doesn't have to do it traditionally. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is something that you talked about in my higher self reading. Did I mm -hmm. tell us about that? You told you, you were very specific about how there's going to be paths for me available, right? You're, I'm going to be walking down this path and how I'm always supposed to take the new path. You're like, okay. no, what? Take the new one, take the new path. Yeah. But there's also going to be times when the path that you're taking is going to seem familiar, but it's going to be a different version. You're going to do something you've done before in a different way. Yeah. Here we it's are. Just tweaking it. <laughs> it's a, yeah, like spirit gives me that all the time. If it's your vocation, it's your vocation, you know. And like you can take a break from it, but more more often than not, it's like just tweak it, make yeah. it work for you. you like adjust your sales. Like that's all you have to do. Because I feel like so many of us, we know that thing. I was just thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about how we know when we're kids or like you know pretty young what it is that we want to do. Mm -hmm. We might not consciously go, oh, I want to be a chef, but like, we know we enjoy cooking, yes. right? And for me, there was like, obviously a lens with spirituality there for me. People here know my story. If they've listened to the podcast and know me, but for me, it was always about writing, right? And I was like, I'm going to grow up. I'm going to be like a New York Times bestseller. Um, that, that's something that I, I'm still have to do. <laughs> I still have to get this book out there in the world, but I will, but it, it will happen. But I knew that from a very young age and my daughter who's 17 now, almost 18, she's like doing co-op in high school, which is something we didn't, I didn't have to do growing up back in Nova Scotia, but here in Ontario, it seems yes. to be a thing. So she is doing her co-op currently at a bakery because she wants to work in a bakery. And um, I've been helping her with some limiting self-beliefs like, oh, mom, I can't make a living making food and cooking for people. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Um, and uh, 
I was looking back and like scrolling through old videos that I have of her when she was like six, seven years old. And there's one video and, and she's, and I say to her, Abby, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to have a bakery. Aww, um, and I'm like, you knew it. You knew yeah. it way back then. We yeah. know it. We know yeah. it. No, it. Wouldn't it be such. Yes. Oh, sorry. I, everyone in my family knew I was going to cook until I knew it. Until I was in high school. Yeah. I said to my mom, I want to go to culinary school. And she was like, you do? Are you sure? And I was like, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I feel like, wouldn't it be an amazing world? And maybe this is where we're heading. Let's hope. Let's set our intentions to, um, you know, instill this in our children and in the younger generations. Like the thing that you're really, really good at, mm-hmm. your vocation, you can be successful with that because people can feel that it's your passion. People can feel that it's a vocation for you. Um, they can feel the energy. Definitely. And, you know, if our society begins to support people's vocations, imagine um, people the fulfillment the, people would have. Yeah, like the, the enjoyment, the fulfillment that you get. From yes. That you, you, that you love. Yeah. And knowing that you can be successful by doing it. Definitely. Is, yeah. Yeah, that's something I feel like is happening. I think I see it in the kids. I see it in the younger generations. Can you see that in your kids a little bit? Like, yeah, I I, I know they're a little younger than mine. No, but I, I, Bea is very, like, there's things that I know that she, like, she's all about, like, gems and stone Mm. rocks and geodes. Like, she loves that kind of stuff where I'm like, go for it. Like, explore it. Like, let's figure it out. But I also, I also remind them that the life, like how the world is now versus how it's going to be in 15 years when yeah. they're getting jobs, it's going to be different mm-hmm. so to like explore what they love doing, but they don't need to have their specific profession set. Mm-hmm. Just really just to enjoy what you enjoy. Ruben and his computers and his, I have no idea what he's talking about most of the time, but I'm like, you love it. Go for it. Do you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to like, say, I want to be this when I grow up because who knows what the world you could be change like in 10 years. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, but I, I do, I do feel like we have a little glimpse of something yes. that could be our vocation. Definitely. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I was having a restaurant in my kitchen when I was very young. Mm-hmm. I can see Random this. Things. I can see it I, in my mind. I was cooking in the microwave because we didn't have a kitchen for a really long time when I was growing up. So I'm like, what can I learn how to cook in the microwave? I was making cookies and cakes and yeah. you know, you just do it. I had a whole cookbook. Actually, that's funny. It's like I unlocked a core memory of mine. Um, I remember I got this cookbook from the Scholastic Book Fair. I can still see it in my mind. It had a had a green coil, um, like a spiral, and it was all sticky. I'm sure the pages are all stuck together wherever that is somewhere hopefully it still exists in my mom's house but yeah it was like microwave stuff so it was like I'd make these like um I don't even know what they're called but it was like cocoa and butter and oats yes you know what I mean yes. and then yes. yeah it's like no bake and then yes. you put them on the yeah, yeah. Put them in the fridge mm, yeah made those so much the old microwave <laughs> no, Good old. This, but the microwave it was a big deal right like yeah you put in the microwave you can do anything really that's like so speaking to our generation <laughs> When we grew up, it was all about putting stuff in the microwave. (laughs) Um, But one more thing that kind of reminds me of 
I talk about themes, right? I talk about things kind of coming in themes. Like when, when I was connecting to you in the beginning, I remember there was a theme where I was like, I just kept connecting to people who had lost their dads, right? I had lost my dad too. And it seemed like that was something that was happening a lot. Uh, The theme as of lately, which really um, coincides with this topic has been religion. So like, you know, in the last two weeks alone, I've connected to um, a couple ministers in spirit, a couple pastors. I've done a reading for a pastor. Like, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I think that's it's just the beginning. It's, it's just the beginning. And I'll tell you, like, the, the, the pastor that I worked with, I didn't know she was pastor, obviously. Just, I don't know anything about her. She just sat in front of me like you are right now. And I did a reading and I, I brought through her grandfather. And all of a sudden I said, do you work in the church? And she was like, mm-hmm. She, like, she's not somebody that gave me a lot, which was good, but she yeah. was just like, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And grandpa did too. And she's like, mm-hmm. And he started telling me all these things like that he was a minister and she's a pastor and she's following in his footsteps and she will become a minister too. And how proud he is of her and all the stuff he was bringing through, like a special bench that they have in memory of somebody that had just passed that was a member of the church and brought all that up. And she was just like, and so at the end, she said to me, you know, you're right. I, I'm a pastor and, and he was a minister. And I was sitting on doing this reading for over a year, but you came highly recommended to me in a group, a grief Facebook support group. Yes. And so it took me a year to muster up the courage. And I did. And I only told one person because I wasn't sure what anybody would think about it. Yeah. And I didn't want their feelings to affect how I went into it. Yes. And we both agreed. Like she, she said like her and this person, this one person that she told both agreed that there's no way that her grandpa would come through. Like other people would come through maybe, but grandpa would not. Because grandpa was, yeah. Yeah. Because he was a minister. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I connected to her aunt, who was her grandpa's um, daughter, did a reading with her aunt. And then I said, her dad's here. And and then he started telling me all this stuff about the church and himself and his life. And, and she was like, oh, right. And at the end, she said, I have to tell you what you're doing, what you are doing, you personally is a gift from God. Yeah. And I know that because my grandpa would not talk to you if you weren't okay with God. Yes. Yes. And that was the most, it, it filled my heart. It healed something in me. I didn't know needed healing. Honestly, I cried a big juicy wet tears <laughs> after that session because I'm like, I didn't know I needed to hear that, but my God, I needed to hear yeah. that. Um, and and it was so beautiful. And God, and God knew that you needed to hear that. And God knew I needed to hear it. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. I really, really do. Definitely. And, and I, I, I think that this, the, the theme of pastors aren't, it's not going to stop with you. And, but I think that the theme of grief is also like it, right? It's it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Grief. Yeah. Forever. But I just yeah. mean my own personal grief. Cause yeah. I've been talking a lot about it. Cause I just yes. lost my nanny in May. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even on Sunday, like I shared that I did an unexpected re well, it wasn't unexpected. I was supposed to do a reading on Friday night oh. and Yes. Yeah, I shared this on my Instagram, but our listeners might not have heard it. I, it's a good one. It, it's a good one. It's a good little story, and it does have to do with this topic, I swear. So I had a reading booked for Friday night, and I 
my whole family's kind of been a little bit under the weather and uh, Friday night I wasn't feeling very well. And I just thought, you know what, like maybe this is the beginning. Maybe I'm coming down with this cold that everybody has too. Um, not thankfully I haven't yet, but I just wasn't feeling very good that night. So I, I was going to push through, like I went the whole afternoon feeling kind of crappy and going, nope, nope, I'm going to push through. I'm going to be fine. It's too late notice. I can't do that to the client. No, it's, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And I heard my own inner voice said, reschedule the reading. It will make sense in time. And I went, all right, all right. I always listen to that. I always do it. Never steers me yes. wrong. So I, I emailed the person and they're like, no problem. That's completely okay. It actually kind of works good for me. And I was like, okay, awesome. And then normally I would look at my calendar and I would offer the most, like the most, um, the, the next availability date is what I'm trying to say, um, which could be a month away. Right. And that's normally what I would do. And in this case, I heard offer Sunday, which is very weird because yeah. I don't work weekends and I never have. Yeah. And I was like, but I didn't even, I didn't even like go, mm, I just went, how, how's Sunday? And he's like, this coming Sunday? I'm like, yeah, Sunday, October 1st. How's such and such a time? Okay, that sounds good. And so we do the reading. And then it's like intuitive guidance and mediumship. We move into mediumship. And um, Scrampa came through very, very, very clearly. Um, and his grandpa was like, tell him about today talk about today. Today's special. Talk about today. And I was like, today's special. And he's like, and then grandpa was like, they had us, they were at church today. They had a service in my memory because I, this is my death date. What? And I was like, I said this to my client and they're like, I start crying. Oh. And he was like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, you know, having a service in my memory today. And I went, do you know how significant it was that like we rescheduled for today? Like anyways, I was like, I'm obviously following a breadcrumb that I didn't even understand. Right. Like, um, and, and, and then we then moved into speaking to this person's pastor who had passed away Wow! and the messages that came through with him, like he just walked right on through and he was beautiful, like such healing, healing validation and um, I know that I know that that's a reading that potentially is life changing based on the things that came through, not just because of this religious connection, but because of the things that came through and the things that my like the client was struggling with and what these two men had to offer yes. um, them was it was such an amazing thing to be a part of. I will never forget it. But yeah, I was just like, what is it with the pastors and ministers in the last two weeks? Huh? Like what's going on? But and I think I feel like it's encouragement. No, and it is for you to like, yeah, it, encouragement and and encouragement for other people who are perhaps hesitating talking mm -hmm. to you because of, of their beliefs, right? And being like, I want to connect with my grandma who's passed away, but the Bible says no mediums allowed, right? <laughs> and then, yeah. and then like hearing these, this proof, right? where pastors have come through, where pastors do come to you and connect to you. Specifically too. It's not like they're just saying, Hey, I'm here. Like, it's like talking to me about specific things that they would have said to this person, you know, like it, it's not guessable. It's not general. No, none of at all. None of your evidence is general. <laughs> none of it's general. <laughs> you brought through the very first reading from my dad that I, that still is like this thing that I think about that is the wildest thing is that I had like a candle like that right behind me 
with old wax in it and I poured the hot water in it and I'd let it sit in the kitchen and I was going to scoop the wax out of the top and clean out the, the, the candle holder to reuse it. And my dad talked to you and about specifically that. said about me being in the kitchen with hot water and wax. Yeah, I know. What? I, I know when people go, oh, it's, it's, you're just, and it could apply to anyone. I'm like, really? When was the last time you were, were you in the kitchen today with hot wax and water? No. You know, like. I remember you talking about it being like, this is so weird. And I don't know. I don't know why, not only why is he bringing this up, but like, why are you doing it? <laughs> it was kind of like, why, why, why is he telling me you were in the kitchen with, with, a, with wax? To show you that he was with you. Because it was so randomly specific. Mm -hmm. right and for me that was like that was that was all I needed right but I think that um I think that there's going to be a lot more people that are going to be like very like strong bible believing people that are going to come to you and need these readings and I think and I and obviously I think it's because I think it's because of the healing that comes from the readings that you do right because grieving grieving alone is good right working through your grief is important but like being able to connect with someone who has passed on and then them use you to give the proof or give the comfort that is needed is so healing and so necessary in a lot of people's grief process mm-hmm I agree. So I think that these pastors coming to talk to you is like God being like, okay, we're ready. For, like, let's level up. Let's- we're expanding. We're ready for yeah. this now. Yeah. Yeah. We're ready for this as people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you're going to see more mediums yeah. come out of the shadows. I think you're going to see more people yeah, and like I- myself yes. that work with light and good intention and have a belief in God. Yes. They're going to be like, you know what? This is who I am and this is what I can do. Yeah. Yeah, I and love it. it. Thank you. And the intention is good, right? Intention is good. I can tell you, I'm a big scaredy cat. If if I I, I have no, and I believe in karma too, and <laughs> and so I there's no way that I would do this work knowing that I was doing something wrong or feeling right. like I was doing something but, wrong. But can you can you just talk just for like a little bit more specifically about the intentions that you set as yeah. going into a reading? And the boundaries that you set with spirit in general, when you go places, but like how you, how you know in your soul, in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, that like what you are bringing through is good. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I think the, yeah. Okay. So let's see how I can answer this. I know that what I bring through is good because I, I feel it, you know, like, I feel like you can you can feel when something isn't good or isn't aligned. Has there been times when you felt like it's, this is not good. I need to get out of here. Not since I have started working professionally. No, but in the past, Um, in the past, yes. Yeah. In the past, you know, because before, before the kind of, you know, things, puzzle pieces click together where I realized that, Hey, I'm a medium and I can communicate to people that are on the other side. Before that happened, I was still a medium just without the awareness and without the tools. So I was just this big open sponge that just picked up on stuff all the time. 
And I did pick up on darkness. I did pick up on, I used to be somebody that would dream. I just talked about this yesterday with a client. I was trying to help her because one of the things I do as well, besides the attention is I give people the tools so that they know that they can also connect to their loved ones. I think that's important. But we were talking about bringing through things that might feel negative or she, like I, was someone that in the beginning dreamt of things happening and they weren't always good. So I had shared with her that I... Um, a couple of days before the big earthquake in Japan in 2011, there was a, a tsunami that happened very soon afterwards. A couple of days before that, I had I dreamt of it, and I it was like as if I was there, and if as if I was being carried out to sea with the tsunami, and it was extremely unsettling, and I felt very strange for days, and then that happened, and I was like, I dreamt of it, like why, and and. You know, there was occasions like that that happened quite often where I'd pick up on something that was about to happen, some sort of natural disaster or something. And I'd be like, I remember once going to the mall and having this really off-putting feeling that I needed to get the heck heck out of it immediately. And then there was like a robbery um, within an hour. Um, So yeah, I I think that's a good thing to be aware of though. Like I'm glad my intuition, but like just picture just being bombarded with negative kind of energy all the time. I felt like I was going to lose my mind, you know, like I felt extremely stressed out and like, what am I supposed to do with this information? It's not like I can stop a tsunami from happening. Why do I need to know this? I did learn once I began to work with um, my own intuitive uh, gifts and skills that I can set boundaries with spirit. So my boundaries, when you ask me, what are my boundaries? I don't want to connect to things that I can't prevent from happening. Right. Because that just makes me feel disempowered and worried and scared. Right. Um, I don't. You don't want to go into reading scaring other people. No. Right. No, because, yeah, because what a medium is feeling, like we could very easily project that onto somebody else, right? right? Like, so people, uh, uh, you know, this is where discernment comes in. Because if you're connecting to somebody who has maybe a medium that, you know, has good intentions, but has a lot of fear-based messaging inside or limiting self-beliefs, they're going to, might very well project that out on you because that's their truth. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. So for me, it was about setting my intention when I started doing this work that I was not here to prove myself to anybody. That was very important to me. I don't, I'm, I, I'm not an evidential medium cause I want to prove it to people. Um, I just find like when you have that information, it's potentially more healing. Right. It's through the intention of that. Um, yeah. So the intention of healing people is it's always the intention of healing. It's always the intention of, um, align me with the people that are meant to be impacted with this message or with this work, uh, whose loved ones are kind of, you know, nudging them towards me, like make this happen. I had this happen in a, with a client yesterday, the same client where something came in specifically, uh, like a name and a word that came in and we couldn't connect, like I couldn't connect it to the people I was connecting to in the reading. But then afterwards she goes, by the way, so that name and that term makes a lot of sense because though that's been coming into me lately. So it was like an ex spouse of hers, Mm -hmm. his father's name came through and X came through. Right. And she's like, that's significant to me because I've been dreaming about this ex and his father for days and I don't know why. And it's not like his, he was there with me, but it was like, I feel like it came up because 
you know, it was a way to show her that she was intuitively connected. Because before this even came up, I said, you know, you're a medium, right? Mm. I could feel it. Um, but yeah, I, basically what I said to her is I wouldn't go out and like seek this ex out and say like, hey, by the way. Yeah. Your dad's coming through to me. Right. Right. Because that's cold reading. And I don't I don't believe in doing that. So I said what I would do was speak to this man in spirit yeah. and say, hey, if you would like me to convey a message, if he's ready for it, you orchestrate that and make it happen. And I'll do it for you. So like that's that's my intention too, right? Like I'm not someone who's going to DM you and be like, hey, Nikki, do you want a reading? Yeah. No, because when you're working with the spirit world and you have this intention that I only work, want to work with people that feel good to me, it's okay to say that, right? Like I want to help people, but I also want to know I can help them. Yes. Some people you, you can't help because you're not aligned with them. Yes. So I'm like, make sure that you are aligning me with people that I can positively help. And that I'm going to feel when they walk away that something's changed within them for the better. I want to leave them better than I found them. So because of that, I've never had a bad connection. That's, that's important, right? You've set a very clear. That's my intention. Yeah. I don't want to chase. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. And, and you're, you're not sitting like when a celebrity has passed on channeling them, right? You know why I don't do that? I don't agree with that. Unless you're related to that person, right. why do you need to connect to them? Right. Why do we need to channel Elvis? But I think that leave comes, Elvis alone. That comes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that comes down to intention, right? Yes, right. What is the intention in the work you're doing? It's because not it's not entertainment. Great. It's not to entertain. Yes, it is to it's to heal. I think that's like the that's word. exactly it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. It's not something that I thought I've thought about recently, but yeah, I would never sit down and select to connect to a celebrity unless a relative of a celebrity booked a session with me. Right. And sure. that's you've set that intention to be like, to heal yeah, you, you orchestrate it, you figure it out. And when that person is ready, mm -hmm. hear what needs to be said, it'll yeah. happen. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise, why? Yeah. Well, that's, but that's what you see, like TikTok and all the rest where they're connecting. I know. Right? I'm like, what, why are you doing? What's the point for what? It's not mm -hmm. helpful for anyone in any way right? It's a proving thing. Yeah. It's, or it's like, it's a, ego. it's ego. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. Is yeah. And you see that a lot in my line of work, right? Which is why discernment is so important. Yeah. It's so important. Um, thanks for bringing that up. But yeah, my intention is just to connect to people that are, I'm meant to serve. Yes. I'm big on the ripple effect. So I'm like, who can I impact, you know, in a big way, send those people to me. Um, I trust that they're always going to find me. They've, Never not. They always find me. I mean, look, even pastors and ministers yeah, are finding me. Right? To you. So I feel like that's like, because, because of your intention, because of the goodness, because of why you do it, they will continue to come to you. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Like in yeah. terms of boundaries, like it, it's, it's kind of like, I don't connect to people I don't need to connect to like for yeah. entertainment. Yeah. Um, I'm not purposely looking to connect to anything dark or, um, like paranormal, -y, yeah. you know, um, I mean, it's not to say that they don't exist, yes. but they're you've, not in my life. You've set that boundary too, right? Where you're like, I don't want to see dead people. Thank you very much. I don't want to see them with my eyes either. Yeah. I don't want my dad to be sitting in that chair right there and look like he's physically in that chair. You've that would scare me. Yeah. That's a boundary. Yeah. yeah. And I, when people are 
there's a lot of people that are doing this work that I feel like do not have those boundaries set in place. Right. Like for instance, I have a coworker, um, an old coworker of mine who is quite religious and has kind of towed the line with having a reading and like a lot of our mutual friends has had a reading and she's even gone so far as to book one, but then she's like, I can't, I can't. And she backs out. Right. And it's been like years and years and years of this conversation. And, and I'm just like, you'll know when you're ready or maybe you'll never be ready. Okay. But it's okay. Like, this is not about me. I'm, I'm not taking it personal. Um, but she was telling me about how there was another coworker that went to see a medium who apparently is like very well known and quite gifted in their area. And that medium told the coworker, um, so your sister in the next two years is going to get cancer and she'll be gone within six months. What the heck? What's the point of that? Why? Why would you say that? It brought tears to my eyes and it made me very angry. Uh, no. No, there's no amount of business or healing in any of that information. No, no. You know, when I used to set a boundary, it's not to say that like, I won't be truthful, right? I'll be truthful. But the intention that I set, I literally say it out loud before I connect in somebody's session. I help me channel Nikki's um, highest and information for Nikki's highest and best self. Yes. Only information that's helpful and healing. So yes. it's not to say something negative couldn't come in. It could, if it is helping you heal. Yeah. And if it's going to protect you. Yes. Right. Yes. The ice, because somebody might slip and fall. And I've said that to you before. I said, please be careful, put some ice down because I, I feel like what's coming in is potentially there might be a fall. And so you, you were proactive. And there was a fall. And there was a fall, right? And I think once I said something about somebody getting their fingers jammed in the door. We were actually, and then it happened. No, no, but that didn't happen. But I was like, Amy said, this is a possibility. So please, please be careful. Be careful when they're shutting the door. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's always in a helpful, not a scary doomsday kind of information. Yeah. 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 And, and I used to hesitate. Like I used to have a boundary around all health or body information. Right. So for years, yes. somebody was like, hey, are you a health intuitive? No. Right. And it wasn't to say that I can't connect somebody's body or health because I do. Yes. No, you told me I need to take magnesium. And you, and I did. And I brought up leg cramps or oh, something. I didn't listen to you and I've had cramps for months in my leg. And did it work when you started taking it? Well, I take the magnesium, it works. But if I don't take it, then I. Yeah. 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 But I was nervous because I'm like, because of experiences, like I just brought up where it's like, oh my God, this person said they're cancer, but like, I don't want that information. So I always said, no, like I want, I'm not going to connect to health related questions or body related questions, anything else, not that. And what was interesting is a spirit was trying to open me up around that because in, in readings, eventually I'd start to pick up on things about people's health. I remember once I was like connecting to somebody and I was like, there is so much inflammation like in your stomach and blah, blah, blah. And and I was bringing up all these symptoms and she's like, yeah, I have Crohn's disease. And I was like, ah, you know, and like, but it was helpful. Like what I was bringing through and saying about what was, was it was helpful. And so I'm like, I see what you're doing. You're trying to get me to look at this information, to trust you that you're not going to bring me something scary. Yes, You're not going to bring, you're you're just going to validate something about someone that's helpful. Yes. And that that they need to know. And how would you, I feel like it's just like more um, evidence. 
And they, yeah, that's how I view it. But it was just like, hey, trust me. Like, when have I ever lied to you before? Never, never. You know, so it's just, um, and by the way, those of you that are listening to the audio and not seeing the video, I'm pointing up to the sky as if I'm talking to God. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's just about trust and continually it's about trust. Yeah. I keep opening up to new things, um, new information, talking about religion and religious beliefs is certainly something I wouldn't have talked about a year ago publicly. And to put it on YouTube where I get most of my negative comments, this will go up there. Yeah. And if you're listening, thanks for making it this far. You know, um, <laughs> 120, look at the numbers. Okay, Nikki, uh, two twenty. I wrote them all down. 222, 444, 555, 17, 17, 18, 18, 23, 23, and 41, 41. That's the and times that I look down. Yeah. Yeah. I looked down and we had all those repeating numbers today. So um, we've had so many synchronicities. It's and awesome. even since we were talking about doing this episode, there's been multiple examples of yeah. things that have come up about it. No, it's even when I opened up Facebook last night and there was a friend that I went to Bible college with had posted something that was, uh, 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 it is what we were you talking about today. You can't make it up. It was like, I took a screenshot of it and then I commented. I'm like, I took a screenshot of this just so you know, because it is exactly, but it was, but basically he had posted what someone else had posted. And I think that the, the line that really stuck out for me is that we will believe so many myths about those who we already decided we are against. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, let, let's, let's hear that again. We'll believe. We will believe so believe. about those who we've already decided we are against. And I think that is like the myths and the. Yeah. Misconception that we have been given for thousands of years about mediums. Mm-hmm. is sometimes I mean some of the myths are true yeah right but mm-hmm. I think that I think it's safe now that we can be in this place where we can see who you are and Aaron and Natasha and Sean Leonard like there's many people that we know now that are using this gift for good and mm-hmm. they're not being possessed by demons no. Right? Like, let's just take a moment and like really use our discernment, use the information that we were given to think, right? Is this exactly? No, it's not. It's all about discernment, right? Because, oh, I love this. Because yeah. it's almost like if you're judging someone like already, you don't even like when the, I said to that person, do you even like, have you ever listened to me? Do you, do you know anything about me? Yeah. Did you actually listen to this podcast? No, it's kind of like, like trust yourself to be discerning about me. Yes. Trust yourself. Yes. Like, and, and I'm honest, like I'm not going to be for everybody, but I am going to be for some people and the people that I am for I know that I'm going to positively impact because that's my intention. Yes. And you know that God, creator, universe, whoever will bring them to you. You trust. I know that. And yeah. You so fully, firmly believe and have faith in that. And that is, it's vital, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, and I know and trust in what I believe. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of me really. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's about what I believe. Yeah. And the myths that we were taught 
and have been taught they they're not they don't have to be true right we can we can see the good in people and the healing that they can bring yeah. to things to people yeah, I think that's important. Just and, and in general, like just discern and trust yourself. You know, it's kind of like somebody said, I, I saw this thing before that was like, uh, you know, we used to be um, kind of nervous about people that were all like tatted up. Yeah. But but now they're, you know, now there are doctors or our, our, our chefs or, you know, like whatever. Psychologists, right? There, there are psychologists, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're, that just it was a myth. Yes. It was just a stereotype. A horrible stereotype because yeah. they dye their hair, because of what piercings, because of then that means that they aren't capable people, mm-hmm. right? Because you connect to people who have died. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you are an inherently bad person. And it's wild. Like it's wild to me that that is something that we're still thinking and believing. You know, like I've had someone who was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like we got to friendship status, but we were definitely like acquaintances and like would chat and hang out and, and, you know, confide in each other. And the minute that person found out that I was a medium, it was a hard block. I'm going to cross the street when I see you. It's just (laughs) unbelievable to me um, that that's such a strong belief and I'm like you liked me enough like you thought I was a good person you trusted me with your children you can't trust yourself you know you knew I was a good person like what is this we have to move through it so I'm so glad that you came here I think we're blocking ourselves from just in general this is not just to do with mediumship or psychic abilities like people that we go into you know, the stereotype or we're judging them. We have preconceived notions about them. We have no idea what we're missing out on. Yes. None. Yeah. And I, and, and yes, absolutely. hundred percent. Like what you just said, I agree with. Yeah. Like that if specifically with you, I think a lot of people are missing out on some very necessary healing that needs to happen that you can bring to them. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. On that note. On that note, thank you everyone for listening to this extra long one. But I think it was a beautiful conversation. I think it was a valid conversation and something that we need to talk more about. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for spending the morning with me. It's been good. It's been fun. It's been great. If you're a listener, Nikki is the one that I shout out quite often. I'll be like, oh, Um, I think in the one of the the episodes that comes out today, I might've given yeah. you a shout out too. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I do it quite often. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Thanks for listening. Take good care. If you have enjoyed this episode, please consider hopping on over to wherever you listen to your podcast and giving it a five star review. Thank you so much in advance. If you'd like to keep in touch, please head over to my website, theintuitiverising.com to keep up with all the things that I have been doing. I also have a private Facebook community for people just like you. It's called the Intuitive Rising Community. All you got to do is request to join and I will let you in. Keep rising.